Hey, Northeast Pennsylvania, it's Rob O'Donnell here on WILK News Radio, 103.1 FM, 910, 980, 1300 AM, or anywhere on that Odyssey app. You can also catch us anywhere you get your favorite podcast. Just search The Rob O'Donnell Show, and you'll be able to find it. Listen when you want to listen. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com, and I appreciate them for sponsoring the Rob O'Donnell Show for the remainder of this year, I believe. So I appreciate that. If you need some trucking needs, reach out to roadscholar.com. How was your weekend? It's Monday, September 25th, 2023, 309 here in the station in Pittston. Looks like uh, some rain dwindling out. It's been a, it's been one of those weekends. Fifty nine degrees. It says there's a little rain expected tomorrow. Hopefully out of here early. But then the rest of the week looks pretty good. If uh, if you're like me, you probably needed this weekend to just uh, some downtime. And that that's that's pretty much what I did. Some downtime. Did some things around the house. Uh, did some shopping. Did some food shopping. You know the stuff you need to get done. To survive, and uh, the price of food is just incredible. It's it's outrageous. It is, and, and uh, you know we've we've proven time and time again. Even when my wife chaperones me, we're not allowed to go to Sam's Club. It was another uh, five hundred plus uh, visit to Sam's Club, and there's just two of us. So it's, I mean, we got a couple of things that uh, kind of pushed us over, but for the most part, it was just stuff we needed as far as uh, you know bulk items for food and such like that. It's amazing. With the two of us, we're buying uh, two 18 packs of eggs now, so we're eating a lot of eggs. She should rethink uh, the free-range chickens that we used to have. She wouldn't have to do those things anymore. But I hope you had a great weekend. I hope you were able to relax a little bit, unwind. was speaking to Jake in the control room a little bit before the, the show started today. It looks like he did pretty much the same thing, kind of just kick back, relax, recharge those batteries, ready for the fall. Uh, Saturday was the first day of fall. So we are in an autumn, a good time of year here in Northeast Pennsylvania. When you think of fall, you think of football. But if you watched any sort of football from Sunday to Monday, today even, all you heard was the damn Taylor Swift. Good God. And every station, Ugh. sports stations, every every game, every show. I'll, I'm just going to get it out of the way right away. I could care less about Taylor Swift. I care less what she does. I care less what she sings about. I care less how much her tickets cost. I care less who she's dating. It's football season. Come on, man. Come on, man. So, that being said, and if you watched any of the mainstream media newscasts, all you heard about were speculation of if she's really dating this guy. She's in the box with her mom. She's celebrating with her mom. She's walking out with him after the game. It was she's, ridiculous. She's doing this. She's doing that. Look, oh, look, she's cheering. You got even the, t- the quarterback for Kansas City saying, yeah, I had to throw him a touchdown because Tay-Tay was in the stand. What? Yeah. What? No, you're paid millions of dollars to throw a touchdown, you moron. Come on. Oh, so I don't know how to follow it up, Rob. We're going to bring Jake into what <laughs> yeah. really happened in football. Exactly. What, what, what actual games there were, how they were played, well, who did good, who didn't good. So, Jake, I'm going to send it to you. I guess the floor is mine. Thank you, Rob. Yeah, and that, and I'll say, you pretty much said everything that I was thinking. Like, I am so sick of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, okay, I get it. She's a singer. I get it. He's the best tight end in the NFL. We get it. But I don't care 
about their personal lives, their dating life. I don't care that she was sitting in the suite next to Travis's mom. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I had to throw a touchdown because, you know, Taylor was there. You know, Andy Reid, I got a kick out of when he said, like, oh, yeah, I set them up. That was funny. But other than that, I'm so sick of when, as soon as the race was over yesterday, I put NBC on in anticipation of the Steelers game. They're showing. Uh, Yeah, I get it that Kansas City destroyed Chicago. I don't care that Taylor Swift was at the game. I put NFL Network on this morning. Oh, oh, here was Taylor Swift in, in the suite cheering on Travis Kelsey. Who cares? And I should stop right there before a certain word slips out. <laughs> but, I mean, yesterday in the NFL, Rob, what a, what a crazy day in itself. I mean, first off, just looking at some of the games here, you had the Indianapolis Colts going into Baltimore. How ironic since the Colts used to be in Baltimore. But that game going to overtime with Gardner Minshew as the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts with Anthony Richardson out with a concussion. And they find a way to win in overtime against the Baltimore Ravens when Justin Tucker, as clutch as he is, sometimes a 61-yard field goal. It's just hard to make. It's just hard to make. And and then looking at some of the other ones here, the Cleveland Browns 27-3 over the Tennessee Titans. I think it's safe to say that I, I think it's going to be true rebuilding mode in Tennessee. I think Ryan Tannehill, I think this is his last year in Tennessee. Derrick Henry is dominant as he used to be ever since he injured his foot two years ago. 11 carries for 20 yards. That's that's not going to cut it. But, man, the Miami Dolphins, 70, 70 to 20 over the Denver Broncos. Score. And to put it in perspective, Rob, the last time that an NFL team scored 70 points in a game – was 1966, the Washington Redskins. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel, you know, he had an opportunity. If he would have kicked a field goal, he would have broken it as far as the regular season goes. But that's the record in the NFL period. The the 1940 NFL championship, the Chicago Bears, when they beat the Washington Redskins 73-0. And I'll be surprised if Chicago can score 73 points this year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The New England Patriots, 15-10 to 10 over the New York Jets. Honestly, the Jets, they have to do some soul-searching here. There's no way in hell a, a team that talented can say, Zach Wilson is our guy for the rest of the year. There's absolutely no way. I, I mean, the talent is there on every, every facet of the team except for quarterback. And that leads me to... The Minnesota Vikings losing to the Chargers 28-24 because Minnesota last year was 11-0 in one-score games. And here we are three weeks in, they're 0-3 in one-score games. And, you know, it it really begs the question, when you're Minnesota, what are you going to do regarding this season? You know, Kirk Cousins, he's a bit of a lame duck. You know, I, I... I'm honestly wondering if the Jets, if they were to make that call to Minnesota, like what would happen? Like would would they pull the trigger and try and get Kirk Cousins to try and save their season? And, I mean, you look at, I was going to say the Chargers, Brandon Staley made another bonehead of call. They're trying to go for it on fourth and one, and their defense bailed them out. But other than that, you got Buffalo – dominating Washington yesterday, 37-3. You got Detroit, 20-6 to over Atlanta. You know how big I am in Detroit this year. Derek Carr suffering a sprained AC joint in his shoulder. Unknown how long he's going to be out. They blew a 17-0 lead against Green Bay. 
And I think probably the one of the biggest two shocks yesterday comes to mind, Rob. The Texans beating the Jaguars 37 to 17. CJ Stroud looked really, really impressive. But the biggest shock of all yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals, who I thought were going to be the crappiest team in the NFL this year, they beat the Dallas Cowboys 28 to 16. And here we are. We were here Thursday while the Rob O'Donnell show was going on when the word broke out that Trayvon Diggs of the Cowboys, that he tore his ACL and he was out for the season. And I talked to my good friend Josh Manley, big Cowboys fan. He said that that loss was going, the loss of Trayvon Diggs was going to be felt sooner or later. But it's, I mean, it's definitely being felt right now, giving up 28 points just like that. Yeah, I caught some of that game. It was, it was oh, man. It was. <laughs> Dude, Unreal. It's, 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 yeah, there's going to be a lot of backroom yelling mm. at the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Jerry but. Jones is not going to be happy. No, he's not. Seattle Seahawks 37 to 27 over the Carolina Panthers, like we talked about. Kansas City 41 to 10 over the Bears, and then that it all leads to last night, the Pittsburgh Steelers 23, the Las Vegas Raiders 18. The first time the Steelers have beaten the Raiders on the road since 1995 when they were the Oakland Raiders. I loved what I saw out of Kenny Pickett, the 72-yard touchdown to Calvin Austin. You know, Calvin missed all of his rookie year last year. I'm excited to see him live up to the potential. I like seeing Jalen Warren being used a lot more in the offense. T.J. Watt, you know how I feel about him. You know the impact that he's going to have on that team. But at the same time, I mean, their defense was just after Jimmy Garoppolo all night long, the turnovers that they had. Yeah. But like we talked about, as happy as I am for the Steelers that they beat a team that they usually struggle against on the road in the Raiders, Josh McDaniels, I will be surprised if he's the head coach of the Raiders come 2024 because 23-7, to Jimmy Garoppolo throws the touchdown to Devontae Adams, get the two points, it's 23-15. You have a chance there at the end. And Josh McDaniels... Kicks the field goal, 23-18. <laughs> when, you, when your defense has had a, a problem stopping the Steelers all night long, like what are you thinking? And that's the thing, man. I mean, okay, they could have gotten a touchdown. It's unknown if they would have gotten the two points or not. But really, I read earlier when the NFL went to the two-point conversion, when they made it a rule in 1994, I think this was the first time ever that a team was down eight points and you kick a field goal. I mean, Josh McDaniels, I know that there were some red flags already to begin with. His time as head coach of the Broncos, um, when he was going to be the head coach of the Colts in 2018, and at the the 11th hour he was like, "Uh uh-uh, sorry guys, I'm going to stay in New England. And then to pull something like that last night, kicking a field goal. Yeah, it should be a no-brainer, no option. Here's where we go, we go for it. The Mm. Raiders, they definitely... And if, if I were Mark Davis, I'd be furious, especially against the Steelers, one of your biggest rivals of all time. If I were Mark Davis, I don't even know if, if Josh McDaniels makes it through the season, to tell you the truth, because that was, that was pretty, pretty poor, in my opinion. There you go. And if you yeah. listen to ESPN, if you listen <laughs> to the NFL Network, if you listen to any mainstream media or any of the websites, or if you looked at the front page of every newspaper, it was all Taylor Swift. It's and, unreal. And listen, uh, you know, you just went through the, what actually <laughs> happened, you know, in the corporation, in football. 
that that people come to watch. Now, if this is what they want to do, if if they want this highlight, if they want, hey, who's dating who and what's going on with what, go to TMZ. They, they need to make they need to make who's dating NFL people like a draft. Get Taylor <laughs> Swift and twenty or thirty other women to come in, run them through drills, have them catch passes, have them do things, have them sing a song. I don't care what they do, but. The, if this is what it's going to be, if, if they're going to incorporate this into the football day, make it interesting at least. Rob, I think we found your new promo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick before we go to break, I mean, it all started with like, oh, I tried get Travis Kelsey. I tried giving Taylor Swift my number at one of her concerts, and she turned me down. And then Jason Kelsey, his older brother, Jason was the one, I think it was on like Wednesday or Thursday, saying, oh, yeah, it's confirmed. My brother is dating Taylor Swift. Yeah. Jason, I care more about how you and the Eagles are going to do tonight against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers than I care about who your brother's dating. And you I, know during tonight's game, every yeah. time they bring him up, that's what they're going to oh, bring God, up yeah. Taylor Swift. Exactly. I care more about whether – and we have two games tonight. We have Eagles-Bucks at 7, then 8-15 we have Rams-Bengals. I care more about whether or not Joe Burrow is going to play than I do about Travis Kelsey's dating life. It's going to be great seeing <laughs> Eagles fans utterly destroy people when they start <laughs> yeah. talking about Taylor, especially if the Eagles are down at any point and they start talking about, well, tell you know, Tampa's no slouch this year. Yeah, no, no doubt. They're doing a lot better. Somebody <laughs> said the Raiders need to bring back Gruden. Well, I think uh, that I ship has long sailed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, they brought him back once already in 2018 for a second for a second tenure, and that second tenure was way more disastrous yes. than the first one was. Cowboys fans are checking in. Says, I guess Jake didn't hear about the Cowboys missing three linemen on offense. Yeah. Two of the starters well, yesterday never made the start in the NFL. Three linemen are injured. I mean, okay. that too. Football's football. Next man up. But hey, it's like the old saying goes: any given Sunday. I mean, what were the odds that? What were the odds that the Arizona Cardinals were going to win a game this year? Yeah. I mean. Or the Dolphins were going to be up 70. Oh, my God. <laughs> Unreal. Well, we got a little more on football when we come back after yeah. the break, but it's uh, 322 here at WILK. We'll be back with the Rob O'Donnell Show in just a minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. It is 326 here, 59 degrees and cloudy outside. A lot of people were talking, if uh, asking if people put their heat on yet. Did you really? Did anyone put their heat on this week again? Um, come on now. Just close those windows. Bundle up. Wear a pair of sweatpants. Get a sweatshirt. It's not heat time yet. It's northeast Pennsylvania. Not at least till mid-November. Come on, man. That's the thing today, I guess. So, a little more ad addition to football, because there was a little more drama even after the game was were over. Um, the Steelers returning home from their win. Had to make an emergency landing in uh, no other but where did they land? Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. And, and one of the players has to put out on Twitter, now X, formerly known as Twitter, yeah. that, uh, hey, Taylor and Casey, uh, we might need a ride. So, again, even after winning your game, being on the high, coming back, celebrating with your teammates, relaxing, tough day, you know, playing your game, your, your plane makes an emergency landing in Kansas City, and again, Taylor Swift comes up. Come on. It's unreal. I'm surprised. And the halftime show was announced yesterday. It's like I was telling Sean Brennan just a little while ago, think if the Kansas City Chiefs made it to the Super Bowl again and Taylor Swift would have been the halftime show, everyone would be like, oh, you know the fix is in. 
Yeah, you know. But he, you know, I know they right. named who it was going to be, and, yeah. and 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 really, who cares? Exactly. I mean, they haven't had a good halftime show in a long time. That that's really worth. I mean, last year's was okay, but um, Tom Petty's my favorite of all time. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we, we've had some great ones, but. First of all, I don't think they should announce it. I think it just should be a surprise. I think that would make it a whole lot better. Yeah. I think it would, the suspense, I, I, you, the betting would be off the charts on who it is. But I guess there were too many people with the inside. But if Kansas City does make it, I could see them inputting her like as a cameo in the halftime show somewhere. They're going to have to because it's just there's too much chatter over it. And who knows if it's even going to last that long. Come on. I mean, exactly. look, look I mean, people are already saying, do they, do they want Casey being Kelsey being uh, the 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 star of her next album when they break up? I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty much where it's, it's going. Gonna, yeah, it's only going to be a matter of time. I mean, that's a little too soon to be sitting in the suite with Donna Kelsey just days after it was confirmed. And yeah, like I was saying, I, I give it about maybe three months or so, and then she'll be writing a song about him in 2024. Yep, yep. Yeah. You said you uh, you did a little look, and you think the Steelers are still in Kansas City, huh? All right, so what happened was 6.05 this morning, Burt Lauten, he is the, the PR rep for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He tweeted, Our team charter plane was unexpectedly diverted to Kansas City early this morning on our way back to Pittsburgh following our game in Las Vegas. Everyone on the plane is safe, and we are making necessary plans to arrive back in Pittsburgh later today. Now, Adam Schefter from ESPN and Brooke Pryor, she's someone that covers the Steelers as well. Brooke said, not only have the Steelers been stuck in Kansas City, this was four hours ago, not only have the Steelers been stuck in Kansas City since the emergency landing overnight, but they haven't gotten off the old plane while they're waiting on a new one. And then Adam Schefter, about nine in the morning or so, it says, after their team plane was unexpectedly diverted to Kansas City early this morning, the Steelers remain on the same plane that left Las Vegas at roughly 11.30 Pacific time last night, waiting for another plane to get them back to Pittsburgh. Steelers were supposed to have landed in Pittsburgh about 5.30 in the morning Eastern time. Their new arrival time remains uncertain. Soon enough, they'll be back on another plane. They play at Houston on Sunday. It sounds like the, the plane might have had some engine trouble, Rob. Yeah. And thank God that nothing came out of this, that obviously they caught it. Cam Hayward as we talked about, who is out for at least probably another month and a half with the groin injury that he suffered opening day against San Francisco. Matter of fact, it was Cam Hayward, I believe, that tweeted, yeah, it was 524 in the morning. He said, dang, emergency landing in KC. I think it's due to (laughs) Mika Fitzpatrick roughing the passer, but seriously landing in Kansas City. But yeah, it's Obviously, obviously, it's something that you you definitely worry about with anyone. But glad that everyone's okay and nothing major came out of this. Yeah, if, if yeah. that could have sent shockwaves through professional sports. I mean, not just yeah. football everywhere, Pennsylvania. Pretty I mean, yeah, the world, just basically. everywhere. I mean, we all we all saw what happened, you know, with the Marshall story and Hendrick Motorsports in two thousand and four. Yeah, on the way to Martinsville, it's just uh, incredible. Yeah. And and keeping that that group of guys on the plane, if they did for several hours, is, is probably a task in itself. Especially, I've been <laughs> yeah. I, I've been to Kansas City a few times, and with the barbecue there. Uh, you're not keeping me on a plane. I'm going to get some barbecue or something. Well, Tomlin's good friends with Andy Reid. I wonder if Andy came by and gave him some barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Interesting, interesting. Well, yeah. glad they're safe. Glad Pittsburgh uh, is intact. Hopefully they get home and well-rested. Yeah. And uh, Because when's their next game? Sunday at the Houston Texans, 1 o'clock. But like we talked about, 
Houston looked really, really good yesterday, beating Jacksonville 37-17. And C.J. Stroud, I know some people were a little skeptical on the pick, but, I mean, he has looked really, really good so far, especially yeah. yesterday. And that's going to be a quick turnaround for them to finally get home, yeah. turn around, and go back to uh, Houston. So they won't have too much time at home to fix things if they oh, no. want to look at anything. But thanks for having me on, Rob. Appreciate it. No problem. It. It's uh, Jake in the control room for his uh, sports expertise when it comes to everything sports. It's uh, 3.32 here at WILK. We'll be back after the news with Paul Michael. Just responded to some text messages here. A lot of text messages coming in. I appreciate them all. Somebody talked about pre-pying your propane before the winter. I do do that. I'm on a an annual plan, so we get it at the low price and, uh, and pre-buy it as well. I appreciate that. Somebody did ask for... Uh, some good bourbon suggestions, and then I said at a high price, you have An- Angel's Envy. Angel's Envy is uh, anywhere between eighty and a hundred dollars a bottle. You have uh, the Horse Soldiers bourbon, which is in your fifty to sixty dollar range, and you have Pendleton, which is in your twenty to thirty dollar range. So, hope that answers the questions there. But those would might be my three go tos for bourbons this week. It's a nice, a nice uh, time of year for that. And uh, those are my suggestions. Angel's Envy as your high price, Horse Soldier's Bourbon, and they come in two different qualities. Uh, I go with the silver label. You can go with the, the bronze label, which is a little more expensive. Again, that's 40 to $50, maybe 60 And you have Pendleton, which is somewhere between 20 and $30. So those are my three bourbon choices for the week. Uh, unknown, I didn't do much this weekend, so unknown if I'm going to have a Whiskey Wednesday this Wednesday. I have it when I do something during the weekend to bring something to you guys. Let's go to the phone. We have uh, Joe from Sawyersville on the PA Senate race. Joe. Hi, Rob. Rob, isn't McCormick a long shot against uh, Bob Casey? I I think anyone going up against an incumbent is a long shot, especially in Pennsylvania. So, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, but once the Republican Party realized that Pennsylvania is not a conservative state, it's a moderate state, why not put a moderate up against Bob Casey? Okay, who do you suggest? Uh, perhaps Charlie Dance at best, because if you do, if you do what the Republican Party is doing, they're going to lose every race. They're an absolute joke. Okay. All right. So that's why I look at it anyway. Well, we'll see what happens with the race. I mean, uh, I, I agree. Pennsylvania needs to r- do a lot of things as far as their GOP is concerned to mm-hmm. to fix a lot of things. Um, I think they made a tragic mistake in backing uh, Oz the last time. Right. I think they should have ran McCormick against uh, uh, Fetterman. Right. But it all, all things being what they are, Bob Casey has not done a whole lot in his career for the state of Pennsylvania, other than name recognition and glad handing and smiling for the cameras and coming out with his his little posts on social media now that he is running for something. If you look at his his record, if you look at his congressional record, what he's done, what bills he's authored that have become law to make Pennsylvania better, um, there's not a whole lot there. There's not a whole lot of substance behind him. So I think it's time that, that Pennsylvania stops letting him ride the coattails of his name recognition and hold him accountable for not doing the job that he's done, that he's supposed to be doing for Pennsylvania. Now, if that, if that um, will that translate into votes against him come this election time? It should because, you know, we need a change as far as, as Pennsylvania goes. Bob as far Casey. as... Bob Casey is very popular in Pennsylvania. The Republican Party will not beat him. The Pope Party. Okay, he, yeah, he is very popular. But why he is he very popular? What has he done to make him very popular? Give me specifics on what he's accomplished for Pennsylvania to make him popular. He supports the Democratic Party very strongly. Pennsylvania is a Democratic state. 
So that's why he's so popular in Pennsylvania. It's that simple. Yeah, well, Pennsylvania is nearly a Democratic state. But if you look at the breakdown, they're losing Democrat voters. They're gaining Republican voters. Now, Democrats still have the majority. But, you know, you look at our, our state houses, the, you know, the Senate's Republican-controlled. The House is barely Democratic-controlled. Yes, you have a Democrat governor. Um, but, you know, we fluctuate back and forth. So to say it's a Democratic state, I think, is disingenuous because look at the, look at the history of governors that we've had. Look at the state legislature now. I, I think you're wrong in saying we're a Democratic, Democrat state. I believe Pennsylvania, a blue state, when the presidential candidate come to Pennsylvania. Well, it's not it's not a blue state. It's a swing state for a reason. Joe, I, I, I appreciate your call, and I appreciate your input. It's uh, 3.50 in time for the Bloomberg Money Minute. You're with the Rob O'Donnell Show here on WILK News Radio. It is 3.54 here at the station in Pittston. 58 degrees and cloudy. Hopefully that rain is moving out. It's just misting when I came in. It looks like it's starting to dwindle. These are the remnants of that uh, Ophelia tropical storm. A lot of a lot of rain, a lot of, of uh, issues at the, at the shore. Pushed up a lot of sand, pushed up a lot of water um, on many places. Uh, I know it, it flooded in downtown Annapolis. There were some uh, issues of uh, Ocean City. Myrtle Beach had some issues. Uh, I'm sure the Jersey Shore is dealing with theirs. Didn't hear much on Long Island. But, um, you know, these things, why we have to uh, keep these things on our radar. Something that all should also be on our radar is the federal government will be conducting an anti-terrorism force protection exercise Wednesday at the Scranton Armory Ammunition Plant on Cedar Avenue, facility operated by General Dynamics. Uh, local police, fire personnel, along with other emergency management organizations will participate in, exor- in the exercise. The Scranton Army Ammunition Plant is operated by General Dynamics Ordnance and Tactical Systems. So if you live in the area, this is something you should be aware of. There will These force readiness drills happen a lot on military bases, happen a lot on military contractors, as they should. It's simply uh, what they need to do to make sure they can respond to different incidents. So just be aware of it. Put it out on your social media. You can find the, the notification in today's, uh, this today's or yesterday's Times Tribune. And um, you know, let people know that it's going on because the one of the biggest things they try to avoid is surprising people. I know in New Jersey they had uh, on the highway signs. I guess they they were rotating what they say, and um, there was really nothing going on at this point. The tropical storm was moved off, so they had see something, say something, and it really unnecessarily and and it shouldn't have. So I don't know why. I mean, because you see that everywhere. Uh, put people in a panic thinking that something was going on. You know, is something imminent? Is something happening? And the conspiracy theorists out there will say, okay, well, New Jersey Highway Department puts in see something, say something. You have this ammunitions plant in downtown Scranton um, doing an anti-terrorism force protection exercise. Is there something going on? No, there's no chatter of anything going on except the normal routine chatter that, yes, there are people out there that wish to do us harm. This is not in response to that. This is just a normal readiness drill, anti-terrorism force protection drill. But it is going on on Wednesday at the Scranton Armory. So uh, you should be aware of it. So so no one gets panic. So no one sees, you know, emergency vehicles everywhere and what's going on because, you know, we all, we all have that rubberneck syndrome, as they call it, where, you know, you want to look and see. 
what's going on and you see emergency vehicles and everybody wants to to be involved. Well, now you're involved. You know exactly what it is. The anti-terrorism force protection exercise at the Scranton Ammunitions Plant General Dynamics on Cedar Avenue. So now you know you don't have to and if you could avoid the area, I would uh, recommend avoiding the area because they do shut things down. They do close access points to it, which could, you know, cause issues outside of their plant and such like that. So just be aware that it's going on. And that's all we can do, you know, as the bystanders, let them do their job, let them do their training this way. If something, God forbid, ever does happen down the road, they could uh, they have the blueprint on how they need to respond to it. Let's go to the phone now. We have uh, Joe from Berwick on Bob Casey. Joe. Uh, hello, Rob. You know, I, I'm going to say something that I can back up as well. And if, if I were in, in any kind of political position whatsoever in this state, I would be calling Bob Casey out for just bald-faced lying about his stance on abortion because that's all the man's ever done. He's, he's, he's always... He's always put himself out there and claimed that he is a pro-life Democrat, and yet he has never voted that way. He has never come out ever and and taken a stance upon uh, pro-life in 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 the way of uh, advocating for crisis pregnancy centers or or, or defending those uh, values that. You know, we know his pro-life. He's he never ever done anything of this uh, of the sort, and and his his record clearly speaks against him. Not not just his political record, but his he said his personal record. Never never once coming out and and defending a pro-life position the way his father did. And you know, quite frankly, I, the, the the man's. The man's actions and his words just prove him to be a, a bald-faced liar on that issue, and he needs to be called out on it. And and I I, I would if I were in a position to do so. Believe me, because uh, that that's all the the man is. He he got elected uh, at a different time in this country when there were more pro-life, and and that was a bigger issue than it is now. Well, Joe, we're up. And, we're up. I, I'm up against the top of the hour, but I, I challenge Senator Bob Casey to come on this show, and we could discuss that very topic. I appreciate your call. It is four o'clock here on WILK News Radio. We'll be back.